This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Welcome into episode number two of Cheers to Baseball, presented by Old Dominic. He's Chris Domino. I'm Kevin McAlpin. Glad to have you with us as we start talking about postseason baseball. We've got lots to get to coming up over the course of our show. In the meantime, we do, of course, Chris, want to raise a glass. Uh, part of the name of this show is looking back and paying tribute to uh, baseball history. And the game lost a good one here recently. Brooks Robinson passing away. Certainly a life well lived, an amazing career. So I don't know about you, man, but it, it sounds like it's time that we uh, we pull, pull a, a cork on a bottle of this old Dominic and uh, raise a glass to one of the all-time greats. Yeah, and it's a shame, too, because we've lost so many Hall of Famers in the last few years. Brooks Robinson, when a World Series is called Your Name World Series, the 1970 World Series is known as the Brooks Robinson Series. Now, the crazy part about it is he makes plays. It's his first time ever playing on AstroTurf. They're in Cincinnati. He makes this play against Lee May that you just saw. Yeah. That's AstroTurf. He, he ends up perfecting something that he didn't even know he was about to perfect. It's the one hop over to Boog Powell at first base, which Dave Concepcion and a couple of other guys did after watching this, realizing if you can't get enough on it, don't worry. The ball's going to take a great bounce. He made plays in this series, and as much as it was incredible to the world, it was his coming out party. He had already won an MVP. He had already won a World Series in 66. But this is when everybody said, oh, that's why they talk about him. Everybody on his own team said, we've been seeing that stuff for years. <laughs> he did tell me, and he said it out loud, he thought it was the five greatest game stretch he's ever had. Because he won the MVP of the World Series, because he hit 429. So he said, I've never had a five days better than this in my career. Mm. It just happened to be in the World Series. It's one of those, I mean, those plays you just watch. We talk so much about the best third baseman of the last 20, 30 years. And I think a lot of times it's Nolan Arenado that comes to mind. But then when you see highlight plays that, that Brooks Robinson was able to make, I think there's a lot of folks who probably don't appreciate. And there's probably some of these plays that aren't even on film somewhere that he made that were even as remarkable. He would have been the first one that he did. I wasn't fast. I didn't have a great arm. All these other things that came into play. You know, he, he talked about what he wasn't capable of doing. Uh, here's another Hall of Famer, Whitey Ford. We talk about what's going on in October. You better have a frontline starter. We'll wrap it up at the end with a little bit more about the Hall of Famers, but I'm just looking at this video now, and I'm realizing that the day of, how many guys could you name in baseball today that you would say, that guy's not only a game one, but he, he gives me a chance to win this game and because he's going to set a tone and tempo by crushing somebody's spirits, we're going to be in a better position to win an entirety of a playoff series or a World Series in that case. You, you've talked about it. There's 30 teams in baseball. There's not 30 aces in no. the game. And I think when you look around, your definition of ace, we've talked about it a lot on the Braves Radio Network. We talk about it locally here in Atlanta. You're a tougher grader than most people. You set the bar a lot higher for those yeah. kind of guys who you consider a staff ace. Going to the post every year, 33 starts, stay injury-free, and then go out and give your team the best chance to win. Here's another guy in yeah. Sandy Koufax. Again, if you're going to talk about all-timers, great during a regular season, you become a legend in the postseason. 
Whitey Ford as good as it got until Sandy Koufax came around. And then we'll see another guy in a second who was the same thing. You want to win a game seven? I want to win one. Might have to win four, but I certainly know I have to win seven. So Sandy Koufax, who retires, 66, as a matter of fact, his last year is the year that Baltimore sweeps them in a World Series for Baltimore's World Series with Frank and Brooks Robinson. Uh, they beat them up that year. And Sandy Koufax won 27 games and retired because he couldn't brush his hair. Hmm. So think about, again, what it's like to know that you're going to be playing behind or you're going to be rooting for a guy like this on the mound in an important game. Yeah, Sandy, what was it, only 10-year major league career? But, boy, you want to talk about a guy who certainly got his money's worth over 10 years. That's certainly uh, worth raising. you got to get some of this, by yeah. the way. This it's, old Dominic is fantastic. It's it's the moment of I got you. my guy. I got it. My guy is better than your guy. <laughs> and when you have that going on in a playoff game in a World Series, I'll give you another little story. Um Casey Stengel was probably fired because he sort of skipped over Whitey Ford in a in a World Series game in 1960 60 against the Pirates, uh, 61. And then all of a sudden you go, well, why didn't you start him? Well, I had a hunch I wanted to go in another direction. And that you don't go in another direction when you got a guy like this on the mound. Bob Gibson, anybody tells you Bob Gibson shouldn't get the ball 147 and maybe a game in between coming yeah. out of the bullpen – you got the wrong guy managing your baseball team. And it's funny, too, because baseball now in 2023, how many pitchers do you see that actually have the confidence to go inside on hitters? Well, you're going to see it on some of these videos. He wasn't afraid to knock somebody on their ass if he had to, was he? Well, going to set a tone. Yeah. Setting a tone in the game one and having them think about it in the game four and really having them think about it in the game seven. Look, these guys are all playing for the paycheck. They're all playing for the glory. They all want to win. But don't tell me that if you know that you're going against Whitey Ford, Sandy Koufax. I'll throw a couple of guys. Bob Gibson. I think Verlander had a little bit of a run. John Smoltz had a little bit of a run. Where you go driving to the park that day, whether it's on the road, on the bus, or driving to the park at home, it's a little bit tougher to win that game. Physically, final score. But I think it's a little bit tougher to have yourself as prepared driving into the ballpark to think that you're going to hit guys like that. Because they just took it to another notch. Did you ever get a chance to sit down with Bob Gibson? I did. Bob Gibson and Whitey Ford uh, together here in Atlanta. And, you know, Bob Gibson was a tough guy. Bob Gibson, he intimidated me. It's, it was a lot like uh, Bill Russell intimidated me when I think I walked up to him. But it wasn't mean. Mm -hmm. It was just, if you don't have really anything to say, I don't really have a lot of time. for. He doesn't do chit-chat. Yeah. He doesn't do... That type of thing. So I never officially, I met him twice and never officially had a chance to <clears throat> do the 15, 20, 25 minute conversation. But I can tell you, Braves fans will know, that guy was on Joe Torre's staff here. Yeah. He's a pitching coach. Now, what do you tell Bob Gibson? If he tells you, why don't you want to go inside? Well, I don't think that's effective, Bob. I don't, I don't think you say that to Bob Gibson. <laughs> He's got a Hall of Fame resume that would prove otherwise, right? Right. And the game has certainly changed. And I'm not telling you that Bob Gibson wouldn't pay a price whether he got worn, thrown out, <clears throat> he wasn't into hitting you as much as he was into making sure that you you didn't, as he said, and he did say this, you're taking food off my plate if I give you the entire plate. Yeah. If I give you that entire plate, you're taking food off my plate yeah. because I'll give you a piece of it, but I'm not going to give you the whole thing. You imagine if a guy, there was a throwback pitcher that came up now in 2023 and modeled himself after one of those guys, like a Bob Gibson, where he just, and I think probably Verlander might be the closest. I'll give you another thing. Can I give you a guy who was, sure. John Lester was a horse. Yeah. John Lester had moxie. Mm -hmm. uh, Smoltz told me, and Smoltz, he won as many games more than I, 
maybe he still might have the record for postseason wins, actually. John Lester was the guy for him. Because I brought up John Lester to him one day. He goes, why'd you say that? And I said, because I just think he stands on the mound and it's his. And there aren't many guys, especially with chips, to put them all on the table. And he said, John Lester is the guy that I would, Smoltz said this, John Lester is the guy that I would pick to try to go get me a win and do it in a way where you're going to feel it for a day or two. Mm. Not because he hit you, but because he took a little piece of your team's soul out when he pitched against you in important (laughs) games. There's been a lot of guys that have done that over the years, and obviously postseason is here. This is always a great time of the year. Hard to believe. I mean, especially this season. Again, we're based out of Atlanta. Some folks might be watching us around the country or listening to us around the country as well. But this regular season just absolutely zipped by. I know this is the time of year that you and I always look forward to, hopefully a deep run into October and into November. And obviously uh, so many memorable moments have come out of postseason play, getting to the World Series, World Series moments as well. We're going to see some of those coming up here in just a little while. But uh, you never know, man. When you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. Anybody can be beat. And I think we've seen that from the first couple of days of the wild card games where maybe you're not as at a disadvantage as a road team as you would be in certain other sports. October 3rd, 1995, Chipper Jones, his first full year, first postseason game, hits two home runs. Hits two home runs against the Colorado Rockies. Royce Lewis hit two home runs in his first postseason game yesterday. Corbin Carroll hits a home run that really mattered to Arizona. I think these guys are younger, more prepared to actually have moments like this, and it doesn't guarantee you whether you're a 10-year veteran guy in the league for 10 years. But what the game really can do, as you're seeing here, Bill Buckner, 2,700-plus hits in his career. Hell of a career. He's infamous, not famous. Mm -hmm. That's Mookie Wilson who who actually hits the ball. Is it supposed to be Mookie Wilson in that lineup when you had other guys in Kevin Mitchell and Daryl Strawberry to be the guy at the plate? Carl Fisk, Hall of Famer. There was no doubt about this. This game, if we're going to – I'll do this. I'm going to raise a glass to the idea that baseball became much more of a national game. And while they had played some night World Series before that, that game in 75 was the game that people got to the office the next day and said – That's why you play night baseball. Because if it was a 3 o'clock in the afternoon game, there's a chance a lot of people would have missed that. The time of day and everything that went on about it made that thing more important. Joe Carter, indoors. If you're going to play a game indoors, give me a feel. Toronto absolutely, unlike Tampa last night, Toronto absolutely had an atmosphere where you go indoor, outdoor, it doesn't matter. This is what happens when you become a hero, and that guy can drink for free in another country. (laughs) We talk about drinking for free in your town. That guy can go, he can drink in an entire country in Joe Carter. That video still hurts. You know I grew up outside of Philadelphia. That was my first team that was actually worth a damn as a kid, the 93 Phillies. I was 11 years old. I remember watching that with my dad. I remember the tears coming out of my eyes as soon as he hit that ball, knowing that that was it. But I also remember that sense of, well, you know, next year's a new year, and I'm sure they'll be right back there. Well, I think what this game also proves to you is, just because you can have that kind of success one year oh, doesn't no. translate and mean uh, you know anything that you're going to get back there the following season. So when you beat Mariano Rivera, when you're the Marlins and you go to the postseason twice and you win two World Series, the Braves in 95 beat Cleveland, well, a Marlins team that nobody thought they were going to be actually in that position, all of a sudden they win a World Series. They double it up with one a couple of years later, and you go, they've got two World Series, and I'm a team sitting in Atlanta in 95 going, They've got two. We've got one. Now, thank God we're at least tied at two and two (laughs) with the Miami Marlins, but they're in it still this year. We'll find out what they do in this postseason. Um, Recency is a thing. Marlins haven't been that type of team in recent years. Uh, It's an incredible thing. Arizona won their first postseason game since 2017. Minnesota won their first postseason game after going 0-18. It's hard to lose 18 regular anythings, Mm -hmm. let alone postseason games. They hadn't won a 
a postseason game since 2004. So while the game can make you angry, I'm in Philadelphia, wait till next year. You're not guaranteed next year. Yeah, you're not. And that's why I think, again, bringing it back to the Braves, when you have a season like this, 104 yeah. wins. You've got Ronald becoming the first ever 40-60, then the first ever 40-70. You've got Matt Olson doing something that Hank Aaron never did in his career. Um, individual accomplishments. Marcelo Zuna, 40 home runs and, a, and 100 RBI. There's just been so many moments like that that have happened that, look, while, again, if they don't win the ultimate prize, if they fall short of a World Series title, yeah, it's going to sting. It's going to be frustrating. But at the same time, I think these kind of seasons are certainly worth – toasting too and and so again hopefully this is the start yeah. of 11 11 Listen, more victories Kevin, yeah i hope whatever day it is that the braves win a world series i'll drink out of the bottle yeah, at sure. that point <laughs> i'm tepidously drinking out of my little cup here as we talk about what the braves have done before they've played a postseason game now there's some news coming out we spoke to brian snicker today even though he didn't have to do it no media max Fried's finger won an inning without a band-aid then pitched with a band-aid you'll hear more of that coming up in the next few days but i think drinking celebrating it's one thing to sort of i'm a, i'm italian and irish what are you doing at an italian and irish wedding you're drinking yeah what do you do at a funeral you're drinking yeah so i can raise a glass to damn near anything i just like this after this year especially to be a year where we're talking about the braves really getting the whole thing done not just celebrating what was done individually and collectively for the 162. you and i are trying the old dominic tennessee whiskey, yes i am and it is uh it is very, very delicious. Again, Old Dominic, they are bringing you this podcast. And we got, I got a locker full of booze, man. Like, we're going to, and it's, it's got a lock on it, too, because for those of you who don't know oh. around radio and TV stations, you leave out booze and it's, it grows legs very quickly. Kevin, it's going to be gone. I've lost nine pair of headsets with people just <laughs> stealing headsets. Can you imagine if you threw out a good bottle of booze? No. They'd be fighting in the streets. No. The, the, people just walk away with stuff in radio. You can't leave booze out. You're, I'll tell you another thing because I know radio people. You'd be better off leaving money out. It would be stolen. Yeah. But they'll steal the booze quicker than they'll steal the money. Yeah. That's radio. It is. That is radio. Obviously, we hope we have a nice long postseason run coming up. <coughs> I wanted to bring it back to what yeah. we talked about at the start of the show about, you know, some of these legends that we've lost yeah. over the last few years. Stinks. Obviously, I mean, the, the list of, of living Hall of Famers is getting shorter and shorter. We've lost some announcers in Vince Scully. We've lost uh, Hank Aaron locally here in Atlanta. There's been a lot of these guys, and I know a lot of them that you have had a chance to, yeah. to spend time with. Um, conversations that I'm sure you'll tell your grandkids about down the road, but it is. It's sad, and I think that's why we need to appreciate these guys who are still with us. This Sandy Koufax is the world, who are a little bit harder than most to track down. Willie Mays now yeah, at this Willie point. Willie Mays, yeah. He's been dealing with health issues, but still with us. Um, I do a podcast called Hardball Podcast. This week I did an episode with Brooks Robinson that had never really been out. So it was Brooks 20 years ago. <clears throat> and, and yeah, I think about these guys, and I think about how many we've lost, and I think about, you know, why you need young stars. You know, I mentioned Chipper Jones in 95, first postseason game. You need young stars. You need them to be now personality-driven. Look, Willie Mays had a personality, but it was on the field. Oh, look, he runs fast, his half falls off, and blah, blah, blah. But now it can go a bit further than that. And I think I'll – I don't think I'll trump you on this one, but the – Last year's World Series MVP. Remember who it was? Last year's World Series MVP. It was the shortstop. Jeremy Pena. Jeremy Pena, yeah. Jeremy Pena, who again takes over for Correa 
who is not supposed to be the MVP in a World Series, but he turns out to be the MVP because that's what baseball is. Billy Martin was an MVP of a World Series. Bobby Richardson was a World Series of an MVP. Bucky Dent was a World Series. Think about the names of the guys who are on Houston, who are on those Yankees teams. It doesn't always have to be the guy you expect it to be. It just doesn't because the game doesn't lend itself to that. It's not a one and done. It's a series. It's a big hit, big moment. Do that two, three times, your team wins, and people go, whoa, that guy's got some stones, and that's what you're looking for during this time of year. I mean, heck, go go back two years ago, Jorge Soler. Yep. Guy was hitting a buck 96. Who you traded for during the season. And you went, oh, okay, those numbers aren't overly exciting, no. but he has his moments. He has a couple of big knocks, including the biggest one we've seen here in, in 25 years. I think that's what's fun. You can have the superstars, but then you can have guys that go on a week and a half run. It's the take a bow moment. You got two guys in Baltimore and Adley and Gunner that you say, wow, they're in pretty good shape. Yeah, good enough to get to the postseason this year, but are they ready for their primetime moment? Corbin Carroll was, Royce Lewis was, somebody else will be today. Nick Castellanos is a guy that if Braves fans want to think about what's coming up, Nick Castellanos is a guy that I know can beat you in not an A game, but he can beat you in two or three games over a five-game period. There are players that are good enough to do it. Then they have to prove that the, the moment is not too big for them to do it in. We uh, obviously will do this podcast all season long. Yeah. We'll do it in the off season as well as we talk about award winners. We look, feel like we're going to have a bunch of those here in Atlanta. We'll certainly talk about that. We'll get into the history of the game. We'll revisit conversations you have had as well. We'll do it with our friends at Old Dominic as well, and we appreciate them being part of our brand-new podcast, Cheers to Baseball. But obviously, postseason just kicking up. We got four games yesterday, four today, yeah. division series this weekend. Blast. This is this is almost like it like March Madness is probably the best those first two days. Maybe the first couple of days of postseason baseball is probably as close as you get. Are there upsets in baseball? Not really, because the game Tampa has four errors and they lose a baseball game. Now I don't want to talk about less than twenty thousand people, smallest attendance in a postseason game since nineteen nineteen. Nineteen nineteen, when they were still playing a game of cow pastures. Uh, they had less than 20,000 people in the building. Yet in Philadelphia, yet in Minnesota, you see the exact opposite of that. Full house, terrible towels, whatever the hell they're called in Philadelphia. Minnesota, they were they were on their sides watching that team go. And I'll say this, that's the nicest uniform I've seen. Yeah, I haven't seen a better-looking uniform than that Twins uniform ever. Yeah. With all due respect to everybody, St. Louis, the D in Detroit, Yankee pinstripes. Eh. Uh, <laughs> but, but that uniform, that Twin Cities uniform, that home uniform was... Mwah. Whoever got that thing done. If they win a series, they better have the you know the factory working 24 hours because there are going to be a lot of people in Minnesota who are going to be buying that stuff. Well, this is what it's all about. Postseason baseball is here. The grind of 162 is in the rearview mirror. You and I will get together once a week. We'll talk about all things baseball. We'll talk hot stove. We'll get into all of it. Look, look at that. That's grown men acting like children. Right. Because, again— you can win an MVP. You can be a good player. You can be a 280 hitter, get a nine-year career. But when you have something like that going on, I don't care what year it is. I've watched celebrations from the 40s and 50s. Dodgers in 55 finally getting it done. The Yankees maybe were the most briefcase team ever. They expected to win. But there were moments that you'd see even a Yankee team or Yankee fans celebrating this way. This is the greatest feeling in the world when you do something that is hard to do. You want a title and here's what happens in your building. Here's what happens in the streets. And here's what happens in that locker room when everything, you know, sort of is the media is not allowed. Brian Snitker has said it many times. Winning is really hard. And to get to the final, to get to the mountaintop, to get to the pinnacle, it's it's really, really difficult. 
You've got to have a lot of skill, but I think, Chris, a lot of times you've got to have a lot of luck on your side as well. You've got to have a lot of things go well, whether it's health, whether it's guys performing to the level you expect. So it's not just having the most talented group in that room. It's also having some things also go your way along the, the course of the postseason. I don't know if they're going to tweak anything. We'll finish with this. Here's the history of the game. 1993, a couple of days ago, was the last quote-unquote pennant race mm -hmm. because the Braves win, Giants lose, Giants with 103 wins, they go home, don't even play in the postseason. That's 93. What happens in 94? Well, a strike happened in 94. What happened in 95? Juice the baseball, go to a wild card game, let Cal Ripken actually get to the streak, and all that was a celebration of baseball. But the one that might sort of fall below is the Braves – indirectly or a reason that we have the baseball that we have now. I don't know if it's going to stay at 12 teams. I don't know if anything else is going to change down the road. But they realized we have to include more because there's more money in it and there's more excitement in more cities. This is what happened in large part because of what happened in 1993 when the Braves caught the Giants. Yeah. Hey, real quick, before we go, yeah. if I'm putting you completely on the spot. Go ahead. And part of it's nine. The answer drinking. is nine. The answer <laughs> is nine. We're drinking in the middle of the afternoon. Go ahead. You're looking into Chris Domino's crystal ball remember who do, yeah you're looking at with this one what I do. Yeah, I know I this know. is what I do I see into the future <laughs> alright so you're seeing into the future is, with, you know what this is an homage to what's that this is an homage to the movie The Natural mm -hmm. remember the the guy who won't uh, you know the gambler guy yeah. who's in The Natural I can't think of his real name right now damn shame on me <laughs> but, he, but he, yeah. he he used to be able to tell you how much money you had in your pocket Darren McGavin Darren McGavin is the guy's name. So, yeah, now I'm looking completely into the future. Go ahead. Ask All right, me look anything. into that crystal yep, ball with one hand over your eye. Yeah, yep. And I need you to tell me who will be holding a parade late October, early November this Don't year. do this to me. I'm doing it to you. Uh, boy, I could go completely. I really like the Braves as much, if not more, than anybody else. Yeah. I will say I do see a very strong possibility of the Braves. Here's the problem with all of this. I take my hand out. Here's the problem with all this. I watched a guy catch a 110-mile-an-hour line drive off his hamstring yesterday in Tampa. There's only 19,000 people there, but all 19,000 of them gassed. Tyler Glasnow took one off the hamstring. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, do you change the dynamic of the game? Does the team get down? I like the Braves more than anybody. I do. But I also know that getting through Texas or getting through Houston, getting through Philadelphia, if it is Philadelphia, is not easy. And I'm not copping out. I mean, I, I say it. I play the field. If you give me one team, I'm taking all the others because I just like the field money. Do I see a scenario where the Braves win? Yes. It's Max Reed's finger. This little, little piece of skin right there stays okay. Uh, whoever it is you start in game three is good enough where in the next round they're a game three starter, but I need a fourth. Yeah. It ain't easy, man. No. I'm really nervous that everybody starts zero for zero. <laughs> All across the board. <laughs> I think if you have a player of the month three times. Oh, by the way, I texted Chipper Jones today. You know Chipper Jones never won player of the month? Come now, on. I'm he never won player of the month. Ronald did it three times this year. He never won player of the month. I won't tell you what he told me, <laughs> but I'll just tell you that he never won player of the month. But he's a Hall of Famer, so he ultimately wins. He's got a World Series ring, so he ultimately wins. All that is in play. The reason I bring that up is I think for every player of the month you have, you should get one run. In the first game of your pro, so the Braves did it four times this year. Up four, yeah, it's nothing. four nothing. Okay, whoever they play on Saturday, it's up four nothing. Well, look, Rob that's Manfred, what I think. Rob Manfred hasn't gone that extreme yet, but you never know. Maybe when you're commissioner someday, maybe that'll be your. I want a reward <laughs> over one sixty two. Huzzah!
Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to raise a glass. We are toasting, obviously, to not only the great history of this game of baseball, but obviously to a lot of the guys that we have lost over the years. Brooks Robinson, he's on the Hardball podcast. You can find that. Chris has done an awesome job. Whitey, Whitey Ford. Yeah. Hank Aaron. Vin Scully. Bob I mean, Gibson. From a, from a broadcasting standpoint. Stinks. We've lost too many. And uh, that's why I think that Cooperstown weekend, Hall of Fame weekend, when you see all those guys up on the dais, that to me is more enjoyable than the speeches themselves. I think just seeing those guys get together, they're sharing war stories, they're they're reunited for a couple of days. That, to me, I would love to be a fly on the wall at some of those tables. My guy growing up, Tom Seaver. Yeah. I mean, I think about it now. It's why you need stars. You need to have that moment 30 years from now count. These guys were stars. They weren't stars because they were on TV all the time. They weren't. They weren't stars because they had TikTok, social media. They weren't. They carried themselves. They carried themselves like stars. I need this group of young players... I need a good 25 of them, 25 guys from age right now at 2021 all the way up to the guys who are in their mid-30s. I need 25 of these guys to matter to baseball fans because while while they walk away from the game, I want Cooperstown to actually be a thing where you look at that stage 30 years from now, 40 years from now, God willing, you're still with us. You have an opportunity to say, that's why it's a great game. Yeah. Well, listen, we'll do this again next week. We'll obviously uh, tell you more about what's been happening in the postseason. We'll raise a glass to the greats. And again, big thanks to the fine folks at Old Dominic. You and I have tapped into the Tennessee whiskey, 100 proof here, pretty good, bottled man. in bond. Here, let me tell you what we're drinking here real quick. We're drinking 75% corn mash. we got 13% rye, 12% malted barley. It is aged in West Tennessee white oak barrels. And we will tap into more of these bottles as we go throughout the postseason. Sipping liquor is what I like to say. Sure. Sipping liquor. That's exactly right. So make sure you pick up a bottle or two of Old Dominic. Postseason's right around the corner. Whether you're going out to the ballpark, you're having some folks over to your house to uh, to celebrate the playoffs. Maybe you're going to watch some football on one TV and postseason baseball on the other. Make sure you also turn on the Braves Radio Network as Chris and I will have you covered on uh, 680 Game Day. We'll have the Ford leadoff show. And again, we'll talk more Braves baseball with the National League Division Series kicking off this weekend. Cheers, everybody. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps it $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Hey, Atlanta, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today, accentroofingservice.com. 